Morgan Stanley says, well, first of all, they make the point that recessions usually brought on by a tax, a tax raise, and that's exactly what tariffs are. They said we would see the global economy entering recession in three quarters. Perfect timing, I say. I mean, I've been rooting for a recession. Sean Hannity says I'm able for that, and I'm bringing it on. Sean, if you're watching, I'm not a genie. I can't make it happen. I'm just wishing it. If it happens, it'll be because of your Lord and Savior, Donald J. Trump. So uh, Bill Maher on his show Friday night said he's rooting for a recession, and, uh, and a bunch of his guests were flabbergasted by that, including... Uh, some of his lefty guests do. People lose jobs and houses and stuff in recessions. I don't care. Is one of those people Donald Trump? I think would be his response. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That that's the and and I would also like to point out. I personally know people that hated Obama and were rooting for a recession when he was president. So, um, I never will root for a recession, no matter who's president. I don't want that. Mm. I do not want that. I do not want a recession. But anyway. Bill Maher rooting for a recession, then that was Friday night. That was before the inversion hit today. An inversion is when investors want more in return for short-term government bonds than long-term bonds. That has happened nine times before a recession going back to 1955. All nine recessions going back to 1955. An inversion happened beforehand. It's worth pointing out in the most recent one, though, the inversion hit in December 2005 Two years before the recession hit. Two okay. years. And, right. and that recession was the whole housing meltdown thing. So yeah. how many years do you get <laughs> before you get to say that was before the recession? There will be another recession. So the fact that, uh, I don't know, I had spaghetti last night. Every time I've had spaghetti, and there ends up being a recession. Mm, revealing. Well, I just I just don't know if this... But the media is so excited about this story today and reporting it so much, and the stock market's going down, I think we're going to cause a recession. So I found this from a reporter for The Economist. Uh, yield curve inversions appear to only be predictive in America. Our analysis fields in that uh, 16 other rich countries, data as far back as 1960, 51 of 95 recessions were not preceded by inversions during the previous two years, and there were 63 false alarms as well. There you go. That's worth knowing. Wow. Okay. And I would say two years before a recession, I'm, I'm not sure how much that means anyway. Yeah. You know, the other thing that bothered me about that Bill Maher clip is him talking about uh, tariffs and being against tariffs, and of course tariffs are damaging. It's not tariffs as a policy. It's tariffs as a weapon in a technology dispute. I heard one... Uh, business analysts say uh, the it's not really a trade war with China. It's a technology war. They're thieving of technology and intellectual property and the rest of it. They're strong-arming anybody who tries to do business in the company. We need them to stop doing that. And the tool we're using is tariffs. It's not like there's some great you know, policy that our economy is now going to depend on tariffs. That's and everybody, just disingenuous. And everybody agrees, right and left, that they've been getting away with it for way too long. Right. And, Including Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi. And if you've got... Who are, who are, who are for the president? Remember, Schumer, right. Schumer tweeted at the president, stay strong. Right. Hold the line. But um, <clears throat> uh, if you've got a better tool, go ahead and call the president. What would be the better way to deal with this? That's what's left out of the conversation regularly. Right, right. Well, but again, I'm if I'm litigating one side of something, I'm not going to point out, on the other hand, you know, uh, Bernie Sanders' plan is better. Uh, I'm not going to bother. So he just wants Trump out. He wants Republicans out. He's going to cast it in as, as poor a light as he can. Now, I if, think I, I understand the argument that 
that Bill Maher's making, and I, I don't know how many the uh, Trump haters would agree with him, but man, a, a gazillionaire rooting for a recession so you get a different president. I would think that'd rub a lot of people the wrong way. It should. Well, you don't care that there'll be a recession. It's going to change my life maybe forever, but you don't care. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. It's incredibly elitist. Uh, what was I going to say? There was another aspect of this. Trump. Oh, you know, uh, Donald J., as usual, is... Uh, I wish he'd handled it a little differently, implying that China's paying all these dollars into the coffers of uh, the United States government when it's, you know, a combination. Everybody takes a haircut if there's a tariff, including the consumer. Everybody pays a little more for the goods. Um, And that's true. And people are kind of mad at him for misleading or being less than honest about that aspect of it. But still, you got to do something about China eventually. Uh, if you want more bad news, uh, apparently the uh, more signs point to a softer housing market. Um, Joe's trying to bring rates. about a recession. Uh, I don't. But again, I'm looking at this article, and just 12 percent of adults say they plan to buy a home in the next year. If they'd asked you, what percentage of adults you think are going to buy a different house, are going to buy a house this year? I wouldn't think it'd be very many. Yeah, something you only do a couple times in your life. That's down from 14% in 2018, Jack. I wonder what the margin of error is, margin for error. Which do you prefer? Mm. Because it's down 2%. It is a rare, rare poll indeed that doesn't have a margin of error of 2 to 4%. Right. So this might be a complete non-story. It's on CNBC. So I got a good story here for you about social media and how hard it is to get your uh, kids off of it. Is it good? It's good. Okay. Show you where we are. Oh, and then let's all listen to Cardi B interview Bernie Sanders later on. So, sure, that's enlightening. Don't get hung up on the beginning of this story. Trump! Don't get hung up on the beginning of this story and whether or not you think this was correct parenting. Don't get hung up on that part. Okay. And stick around till the end because it's worth it for the payoff. But uh, So this, this 15-year-old girl was cooking in the kitchen and accidentally started a fire, and her mom disciplined her for not paying attention by taking away her... Um, her being on her uh, smartphone. Good parenting or bad parenting? We'll take your calls. <laughs> Call now. React to me. Disciplined her for two weeks after she got distracted and caused the fire. Uh, she took away all her tech so that she would pay more attention to her surroundings. Nice. I like it. But I'm not hung up on that. So the, the girl was says, I was mortified. I was worried I, uh, I would be bored all summer. Twitter passes the time for me. God, that's not the way you want to pass your time, social media. Oh, golly. That is not the way you want to while away the hours. Oh, boy. Every study shows that makes you less happy, whether you're a child or an adult. Read Brave New World. People are just given drugs that make you feel pleasant to keep them complacent. There's no need to create. There's no need to resist or form ideas. You're just always kind of placid. So I want to get the the, the progress of this in uh, uh, Right there, Sean. So what goes from, what's next after her smartphone and computer? So when the the smartphone is taken away, she has a Nintendo DS, which is your handheld portable uh, gaming uh, console thing, and she found a way to tweet from that. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. (laughs) Which is just awesome. At which point her mother, still having access to the child's smartphone, uh, apparently monitoring her, her daughter's Twitter feed, sees, oh, she's made another post. So she reposts, okay, I'm taking away the Nintendo DS2. Now that's gone. Ouch. This is like the trade war with China. Tit for tat measures. And the kid's very unhappy. And then this tweet comes out. 
I don't know if this is going to tweet, uh, but my mom confiscated all of my electronics, and this tweet went out from their LG smart refrigerator. Oh, wait a minute. (laughs) Wow. She tweeted from their fridge. What the what? (laughs) How do you... How could you? That's why hilarious. would you? <laughs> wow. I got your computer, then your phone, then your Nintendo. Now I got to get the, the refrigerator out of here and the toaster. <laughs> and you're probably tweeting from the dash of our car, so I got to get that out of here. And Twitter has the, has the thing where it shows you if you tweeted from an iPhone or an Android. So, <laughs> so on the bottom of these these uh, tweet receipts are is an LG smart fridge. Wow. And it's the Nintendo DS. So, so this isn't self-reporting of her saying she's doing this. All right. It's easy. What you do is you take the ice cube tray and you tap the frozen ham three <laughs> times. That gets you onto Twitter. <laughs> then you move the setting to crushed ice. <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) Fill a cup with crushed ice. Put it in the fridge half. That'll open your account. (laughs) What? What? (laughs) That's hilarious. I tell you what. What's funny about this is, and we've made the point. You want to post a picture, you have to open the crisper. Necessity is the mother of invention, and boredom is the mother of creativity. And we've eliminated those, and it's it's a terrible, cruel thing we've done to the children. This little gal is so intent on posting to Twitter, which, you know, there are better things to be worried about, but she's been forced to be creative, uh, understand other technologies. It's, it's, wow, it's, it's yeah, the, the almost part, like an Aesop's fable or something. The, po- the part that bothered me, and this is for my future kids, is they're not into this stuff yet, but she was worried about losing her mutuals, accounts she follows that follow her back. On Twitter, which I don't even know what that means. Oh, boy. But I guess you follow people, and they follow you, and you all tweet at each other and stuff like that, and you fall behind. I've I've heard young people talking about falling behind on their, you're not keeping right. up. Or you get rewards for doing something a certain number of days in a row. Rewards. Look, you're up to 417 days. And that becomes its own satisfaction, even though the activity has no satisfaction. You just want that number to grow. It is, it's a great example of the tech companies and how they've understood some of the more pathetic aspects of neuroscience. We just want that shot of endorphins for saying, wow, I hit 500. 500 what? 500 days in a row of being on some platform that makes you miserable. Congratulations. But, but like sheep, we just, bah, bah, and we get in line and we, we kowtow to it. There are very few things I do online, but I've noticed all of them. I've gone way overboard in giving you rewards for doing whatever. Of course I did whatever. That's what I'm here to do. I don't need a reward to do what I intended to do. But uh, again, we're uh, as, as science has leapt forward in understanding the brain, the genome, and the rest of it, it's also given tools to those that would exploit us and put us in pens. Then she Snapchat from the smart light bulb in the porch light fixture. <laughs> she took selfies from the blender. <laughs> There's just no stopping her. Um, got a poll. Does anybody want that? No, probably not. I'm sorry I brought it up. No, I'm. We uh, should. I'm off to post to Facebook with my hair dryer. We we should slam that poll. Americans are slow to wake up. Yeah. Once we do wake up, we slam it like nobody's business. Slam it. Slam it. Yes. So, Mr. President, yes. if, if you're, you're listening. listening. Yes, slam it. <laughs> uh, maybe the latest poll, certainly what's going on in China, a variety of things. 
The Armstrong and Getty Show. To me, when I look at Twitter, I think, never have lives less lived been more chronicled. Uh, (laughs) That is really good. That's Dennis Miller on the new David Spade show. Never have lives less lived been more chronicled than with Twitter. And that's true. The reason the diary of Samuel Pepys from 1660, I believe. Wow. I've read parts of it. Um, uh, The reason it's, it's such a classic of literature is it was a really into the minutiae daily life from the 1600s in London. Oh, that's as amazing. He, as he kept his diary every single day. I mean, like, you know, I went and did this and went and ate that and talked to my wife and did laundry and blah, blah, blah. And But now, you don't just have one guy who did that. You've got practically everybody with every, <laughs> every, moment. every moment of their life, everything they ate, everything they did. Yeah. Will that be of any interest in somebody 400 years from now? I don't know. So the old Sam Peeps book, is that uh, got a lot of weird spellings and extra E's and S's that look like F's and stuff? And No, no, but I've tried to read it several times. I've never made it very far. Huh. I remember having just dull? Read, I remember having to read it in high school. Yeah, I think that was the problem. Yeah. And a little more. Somebody Come recounting on. every detail of their day is dull. <laughs> Yeah. And he leeches on the feet, or, and then there was a beheading. You know, that sort of thing. Um, uh, so you wanted to hear, oh, there's two things. I want to catch up on all these different things. Uh, do, the, do the first thing first. We'll do the other thing second. The first we'll, thing first? We'll uh, hold off on Cardi B. Is it okay. good? Is it great? I, I wanted to mention this. It's mediocre. The, right. the warden from the jail where Epstein hung himself, has been reassigned. Temporarily reassigned. The hammer has come down. He has been temporarily reassigned. And two of the guards have been suspended. They are on leave, Jack. <laughs> they sure are on leave. I'm sure collecting their their salary. Yes, and, and they, they will, are on administrative leave. And they will either get their exact same jobs back or similar jobs somewhere else. The guards that fell asleep? Yeah. The, those yeah. guards? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Harsh discipline. Take a nap. <laughs> The VA is saying, wow, that's that's tough measures. Because that's what happens in government work. You just keep your job, and then you can retire with your pension and your, your health care, because that's the way it works. So be cynical about that. You should. You should be cynical about that. Erg. I don't understand how these two names are in the same sentence. Does this give away what's about to happen here? Um, why the word, Why the names Cardi B and Bernie Sanders are in the same sentence? I don't know what's happening. Here. No, she's interviewing him. Oh, okay. Why is she interviewing? Him? Well, because she is a uh, a former stripper hooker robber who has crafted a couple of enjoyable pop songs. So now she is an authority on uh, politics, the economy, stripper law, and, stripper hooker robber, law and order in America, and our nation's politics. Let's uh, let's enjoy a little bit. Like, what are we gonna do about wages? Good. In America. Good. Like, for example, like me as a, a New Yorker, not now, but, you know, when I was not famous, I just She's felt like two inch no matter how, how many jobs I get, I wasn't able to get, to make any needs. Like, I wasn't able to pay my rent, get right. transportation, and eat. That is an excellent and important question. Because right now, we have tens of millions of people who are earning what I consider to be starvation wages. Can you imagine? somebody today earning nine dollars an hour 
They're earning starvation no, wages no, with how the do you pay your rent? pumping disco music in the background. Food? How do you pay for transportation? Right. You can't. And if you have a child. Yes. And, and my thing is that, you know, certain people like to brag that there is more jobs now in America. But it's like, yeah, there's an increase of jobs given, but... What are they paying right. in these jobs? They're practically paying nothing. You got it. That is exactly the issue. So you can get a job, but maybe you're going to have to work for two or three jobs. Exactly. Legislation that I've introduced, which was passed in the House recently, the U.S. House, would raise that minimum wage to $15 an hour. And what we also have to do is make it easier for workers right. to join. That's the Bernie Sanders eliminating jobs plan. But they uh, they they agree on you know some of those points. But you couldn't get two people with much different uh, current lifestyles and past lifestyles, could you? Than those two. Holy cow! I got some new information on CEO wages and employee wages. It's pretty interesting. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, the markets are tumbling and recession worries, but others so, say not to worry. China bye. protesters <laughs> mixing it up in the streets in Hong Kong yet again. Yeah, I'm really worried that the media's enthusiasm for a recession is going to cause it. The Daily Mail, which can be a little sketchy, is reporting that that Ghislaine Maxwell, who was the procurer of sex slaves for Epstein, is child li- sex slaves is live yeah yeah underage sex slaves is living in a mansion outside of Boston with a 43-year-old tech millionaire. Huh. And has been for years. I'd be uh, heading for the airport if I was her. Yeah, if she hasn't found a way to get out of this country, you realize you're going to spend the rest of your life in prison, and should, because you're an evil, evil human being. But she'll be in prison the rest of her life. She's 57 years old. Yeah. Uh, I wonder. That could be made up. They're just trying to get more clicks on the hot story. Well, when, when the story went down, if she was still in the United States, it, it might not have been that easy to get out. Well, is she, what's her, what's her status legally speaking? Has she been subpoenaed or ordered to appear or anything like that? That if she went to the airport, they'd say, whoa, 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 no, no, I don't, no, no, no. I don't actually I don't. know that. And she's got the kind of money where I would think she could get a private jet to fly her to whatever island and then go on from there. Or, or does she? I don't know what... Uh, uh, the source of cash she's uh, living on these days. Surely she had some access to Epstein's funds right. for getting women right. around the world. Yep. Women, girls, children. Uh, let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Now, meanwhile, we've been following the situation on Wall Street very, very closely today. I think, it is, I think it is time now to get a one-word market update from Positive Sean. The market is unnerved. Ooh. <laughs> Dow Jones Industrial Average continuing to slide, now down 650 points in trading on Wall Street. Fears <laughs> of a recession. Yeah! People are unnerved, but they're never nerved. Nothing's ever combobulated. This is so annoying. Nobody's ever gruntled. <laughs> what is it with this with this language? It's so annoying because of enough media outlets that are excited about a recession because they think it'll you know get Trump out of office. Talk about a recession, then people will put off buying a new car or this or that and cause a recession. God dang it! It's really maddening. Hong Kong police are now firing tear gas at a group of pro democracy protesters who are rallying outside a police station. The police, armed with shields and batons, marched down the streets carrying warning flags, firing tear gas as they advanced. 
but protesters have been scrambling with them anyway. Now, the the the, the, the mainland Chinese police are yep. uh, basically military. Correct. But some of those Hong Kong police I was watching yesterday in the fights, they didn't look like they were any more excited to be there than, than anybody else. Right. Right. Yeah, you know, the Chinese have that paramilitary organization that's half an army, right. half a police force that... Uh, when they weighed in, then you know it's uh, you know the second half of the ball game. All right, and talk about weighing in. We got satellite photos showing what appears to be at least 500 armored personnel carriers and other vehicles belonging to the China's People's Armed Police parked in a sports complex in what a lot of people are interpreting as a threat from Beijing that they're going to use increased force against the protesters that are carrying uh, on their demonstrations across the border in Hong Kong. There's an old saying in progressive politics, you've heard it before, never let a crisis go to waste. I'm telling you, Xi Jinping thought, look, we're going to get this uh, extradition law passed. That's going to eliminate the independent judiciary. Then we can snatch up anybody who dissents, and, and, and that'll be some real progress. But then the people of Hong Kong, quite appropriately, went crazy. So she, who is, uh, if uh, he is, if nothing else, a practical and and smart operator, said, "Wait a minute! All this violence, which we're helping to stoke now, that's a pretext for an invasion. We'll just send ten, twenty, thirty thousand troops in. Then all this bit by bit crap is over. Now we're in charge." As the mainland's been saying, it's getting closer and closer to terrorism. And once we have terrorists in Hong Kong, we will have to take over. We've got the pictures and videos at armstrongandgetty.com. That sports stadium filled with military vehicles is something. The Manhattan Federal Detention Center staffers assigned to watch the accused sex criminal Jeffrey Epstein reportedly were sleeping for much of the time they were supposed to be guarding him. Take him a nap. And according to the New York Times, the two were supposed to check on him every 30 minutes. They were asleep. They didn't check on him for three hours. And now they're suspected of falsifying log entries to show they were indeed checking on inmates. Imagine that. And the only question is, is this the way they always did their job? Which I think is very likely. Or did they just do it that one night? Uh, I was asleep. Yeah, that's it. I falsified the record, so find me or something. Yeah, that was the first time I ever tried it. I can't believe my bad luck. Yeah. No. Never go, mind go. that new we, boat I just bought with the money he gave me. But I think that's just the way they yeah. did their job. Right. We, and we, we've gotten notes from corrections officers, prison guards, if you prefer, saying, oh, yeah, yeah, especially that, uh, what's that first shift called? The graveyard shift, essentially. I said, guys, sleep through that all the time. Those and two. then wake up and sign the thing. Yeah, I did all the checks. Yeah, I, I did my rounds. Well, you do your last rounds, nobody's hanged themselves, nobody's bloody, you know, everybody's more or less where they ought to be, and you say, yeah, I check them every hour like I'm supposed to. And if somebody yeah. does hang themselves, and they're not this guy, nobody cares anyway. Well, the not two guards, pays any attention. The two guards have been punished, they've been put on administrative leave. Yeah, I'll be damned. The warden has been temporarily reassigned to another facility, so the punishments have been handed out. Now, on another entirely different matter... Sports Illustrated celebrated the 150th season of college football by ranking the sport's top greatest mascots of all time. <laughs> the mascots. mascots. I didn't think that was... Let me think about it. That's not what I thought was coming. Let me think about it. Uh, yeah, don't, don't shout it out. Let me think about it, too. Um, the greatest mascots of all time. Yep. <sighs> living, or co- living mascots or costumed mascots. So you, you got your Philly fanatic, 
That would be up there, I feel. Well, this is college. 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 Try to listen to the yeah. show. Yeah. When is it on? <laughs> when is it on? You're sit- Turn off his mic. Turn it off. I, I'm thinking the, the Notre Dame Fight Niners, dude. <sighs> that was going to be mine. How about the USA Trojan, the USC Trojan? Yeah, that's pretty good. R- riding around on a horse. But I do like your Syracuse Orange. I've always really liked that. What Not about- as big a football program, obviously. What about your various beasts? <laughs> is it Who's got the Ram? Is that... Army or Navy? Somebody had an actual... Oh, oh, the Texas Longhorn. They used to have like a 2,000-pound bull there at the stadium <laughs> until it went wild and gored people. So what's our top five, Marshall? All right, here they are. Coming in fifth place, it is Stanford University's tree. The Stanford tree is the band's mascot and the unofficial mascot of Stanford University. That comes in fifth place. The tree. And again, this is Sports Illustrated making uh, these rankings. Then you do have the University of Texas, Austin's Bevo, the live longhorned steer. Louisiana State's Mike the Tiger, both live and costume mascots, come in third place. The second greatest college football mascot, and I know this one up close and personal, the University of Oregon's Duck. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Solid. Yep. It's a duck. Yes. <laughs> And at the top of the heap, the University of Georgia's bulldog named Ugga comes mm. in first. It ought to be Chief Alaniwek of the University of Illinois, except they ended that because it was a cultural appropriation. <laughs> so there you go, the top five. And that's your news. I'm Marshall. A duck and a tree. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hope that tree doesn't come over here and kick our ass. I'm Marshall Phillips of the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Of course, the Stanford Marching Band and the cracking down on the Stanford Marching yes. Band are both signs of the the ruin of the great spirit that built this country, Jack. Mm. The great spirit. You hate to ruin the our freedom spirit. of the duck, the solidity of the tree. <laughs> These are symbols, my friends. Symbols. Plus a dog and a cow. <laughs> It's a good list. And a tiger. <laughs> anyway, what about that wacky Ohio State Buckeye? That's a good-looking mascot. Nobody knows what a Buckeye is, but he got a big old round head. Looks like a man with an acorn for his head. Who wouldn't like that? Come on. Yeah, no banana slugs. I think he had to be a big-time college football program. It sounded like that was part of the deal, like yeah. one of the biggest. Yeah. I um, guess. Uh, I got this uh, CEO pay versus employee pay thing, but I just I don't know if I'm in the mood for it today. Yeah. It's it's good and it's interesting and it's worth talking about, but I just don't. It's know nuanced. It. I want something jackhammer simple, <laughs> <laughs> something even idiots could uh, could understand. Yeah, that, that, that is our wheelhouse. Um. Oh, I've got this list of uh, wacky novelty moons. Oh yeah, you said that was really funny, and I want to hear that. I was oh, yeah. very disappointed by the meteor shower. I went out into the field where it was pitch uh, black as the inside of a dog out there, as yeah. Hemingway would say. <laughs> you know, and uh, I didn't see a single shooting star. Judy and I went out. And it was too damn bright. The moon was too bright. Yeah, that was part of it. Yeah. Part of it. But, yeah, I didn't see anything. Lying astronomers. I think because they were made fun of because they were super smart in high school, they're jerking us around with these moons and meteor showers. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, one of these full moons uh-huh. is the title of my upcoming horror movie, <laughs> which will earn hundreds of millions of the box office. Fantastic. It's that, that good. That's on the way. Armstrong and Getty. So I written and so I say 
Officials at Hong Kong International Airport suspended flights for the second day in a row after political protesters took over the terminal. And LaGuardia suspended flights after a rat was seen working at Cinnabon. <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. <clears throat> that is funny. I did like that joke. Yeah, God, my daughter, Delaney, tells a funny story about uh, flying into LaGuardia for the first time. It is dingy. It's striking. Yeah, she had to get from whatever it was, a Terminal A to Terminal B. And she couldn't figure out how, and she asked somebody, and they said, follow me. She goes down this long hallway, just the two of them, this employee and her. Come through here, he says. They walk through this door. He says, wait here. He's waiting her alone, like in the lobby between a door and a staircase. A few minutes later, come the guy comes back with a few more people. All right, follow me. They go down this staircase. She's thinking, is this where I get killed? Is this how it ends? <laughs> wow. And they say, all right, come out of here. Wait, a bus is going to appear in about five minutes. And then the guy disappears. Five minutes later, I'll be damned. There's a bus. Get on the bus. <laughs> the guy says... Bus takes him to another door. Go in there. <laughs> and she said, at no point did anybody explain what was going on or what. <laughs> and everybody's like, I can't believe people need to get from Terminal yeah, A to yeah. effing Terminal B. That's New York, though. And, yeah. Finally, they said, all right, go up those stairs. And there she is in Terminal B. But it was like this weird <laughs> ad hoc, you got to know somebody. He happens to know a guide. He's the descendant of the Algonquin Indians. And he knows how to. It's very weird. And there's rats working at Cinnabon. Jack, did you know that the moon is a sphere that travels once around the Earth every 27.3 days? I didn't know it was 27.3. I'd like to thank Ross for sending us this uh, this fascinating piece of uh, literature slash uh, journalism. Uh, most of the time, the full moon isn't perfectly full. We always see the same side of the moon, but part of it is in shadow. Only when the moon, Earth, and sun are perfectly aligned is the moon 100% full. And that alignment produces a lunar eclipse, which takes all the fun out of it. Once in a blue moon, ha, ha, that's when you have two uh, full moons in a month. Blue moon. <laughs> we, we came back with uh, Nick Drake's classic pink moon, by the way, which was in like a VW ad at one point, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Is that a real moon? Is that a moon? A pink? Oh, are you kidding? Yes, it is. Absolutely. So you got a lot of different uh, moon pink names. Moon. Um, including uh, in North America, your January moon's the wolf moon. Then you got your snow moon, worm moon, pink moon. Worm moon. Flower Moon, Strawberry Moon, Buck Moon. That was my name when I was at Hollywood Stuntman. <laughs> Buck uh, Moon? Yeah. <laughs> the Sturgeon Moon, the Harvest Moon, the Hunter's Moon, the Beaver Moon, known for its buck teeth and flat tail, and the Cold Moon. Uh, most of those names, uh, actually, I mentioned the Algonquin tribes. That's because uh, they were on my mind. Uh, a lot of those names come from the Algonquins, for whatever reason. But there are moon nicknames from other cultures, too, including the Chinese moons. Which have some some very lovely names, including May's Dragon Moon. And my very favorite, the July Full Moon, the title of my horror thriller, Hungry Ghost Moon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> something something scary. Insert here. And uh, China's also got the Holiday Moon. <laughs> The budding moon, the sleepy moon, the dragon moon, the lotus moon, the harvest moon, the uh, the bitter moon, which is the one that shines in my skies <laughs> 12 months a year. 
Well, let's see. <laughs> a bitter moon. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, and some of these are just great album names. I'm going to use these for the next DFers album if we make one. Uh, let's see. You got your Hay Moon, Buck Moon, Thunder Moon, Mead Moon, Grain Moon, Sturgeon Moon, Red Moon, Work Moon, Corn Moon, Dog Moon. Dog Moon's not bad. Barley Moon, Harvest Moon, Corn Moon, Harvest Moon again. Hunter's Moon, Blood Moon, Hunter's Moon again. Beaver Moon. Uh, Oak Moon, Cold Moon, Long Night's Moon. Do we uh, at any point find out why so many different cultures decided to need, they needed to name the moons? I don't know, Sugar Moon. That's uh, <laughs> September's Moon in some culture or another. Egg Moon, Fish Moon, Seed Moon, Pink Moon, Waking Moon. Uh, let's see anything else. The Honey Moon. Oh, that's an, an actual, actual honeymoon. honeymoon. Yeah, the honeymoon, which is known for you know it's you sex, travel, drinking, and 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 sex. Yeah. Exactly. Isn't that fascinating? Mm. I don't know why you have to name a moon, but... Uh, uh, Tis the harvest moon, boy! So old people can yell at it, young people, <laughs> I guess, in October in New England. Well, it's a full moon, Dad. Tis the harvest moon! <laughs> All right, because what? Harvest is going on? I could have figured that out. What do you call that one when the worms come out of the the, the, the ground? That's the worm moon, boy! All right. Why do you keep pointing at me when you say this? <laughs> Good so what do you call gnarled the, finger at What me. do you call the moon when it's time to put the seeds in the ground? That's a seed moon! That's okay, seed I'm moon, starting, you young jackass! I'm starting to get the hang of how you name the moons then. Right, the wolf moon, the wolf moon, <laughs> that's exciting. Oh, you know, I meant to talk about the, the, the family almost eaten by wolves. They're on a camping trip? We're told over and over, you don't have to worry about wolves. Wolves don't attack people. These people are practically eaten alive. Wow. They will tell you that tomorrow. Cool. It is now my incredible privilege to present final thoughts with this moron Armstrong and Getty. Thank you, President Trump. Here's your host, Joe Getty. What an honor. Thank you, sir. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to round out the uh, the day. It's Positive Sean, producer. Final thought? Yeah, for uh, apropos of nothing, stocks go down faster than they go up, but they go up more than they go down. So... Michelangelo, pushing all the buttons in the control room. Final thought for us. Well, as you know, I don't have a cell phone today, but luckily I was able to text my girlfriend with the stapler in the studio, and I used a hole puncher to send out a tweet. This goes back to that story where the girl, you know, used the refrigerator. Yes, to... yes, yes, yes. Those who enjoyed that really enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah. Very Marshall. niche audience. He's the dean of radio newsman, Marshall Phillips. Marsh? Well, I got to tell you, where I live, it is going to be really super hot today. So I've decided this afternoon I'm going to go to the uh, Raven Social and Athletic Club Cooling Center and uh, relax. Excellent. Oh, okay, and people will be seeing an elderly moon. <laughs> Jack, do you have a final uh, thought you'd like to share? We got this text. I've been to China. I'm over 6'2", and those Chinese guards were looking me in the eye. So those guys are not your typical 5'4 Chinese man. They are. They get extra big guys to be your Chinese guards. Oh, yeah, yeah. And when that paramilitary group swoops in, yikes. We'll keep an eye on it. In what officials at Parks Canada are calling a very rare incident, a gang of wolves attacked a New Jersey couple. Oh! And their two children. Ow! It's a wolf! Look at this! Look at this here! I'm getting eaten by wolves over here! Ow! Uh, they're visiting the National Park in Banff with two Fs early Friday. Fellow saver came to their aid, and uh, a fellow camper, rather, saved them, came to their aid and mm. frightened off the wolves. Banff is awesome. One of my favorite trips I've ever taken in my life. Never been. Worth the drive. Mountainous? 
Yes. What kind of moons they got there in Canada? <laughs> they got the beaver moon. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another right. grueling four-hour workday. Look at that, kids. That's a beaver moon. You only see that in Canada. So many people, so little thing. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have all sorts of good clicks for you. Articles and books and stuff we reference. Plus... You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. If there's something we ought to be talking about, uh, send it along. We'll see you tomorrow. We are contractually obligated. So we will be here to entorm you for four hours. Uh, See you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I I did not say that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. (laughs) That sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say... How very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase what you're doing? I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you? Armstrong and Getty.